0: What's up, people? It's your girl, Asia, and welcome to the Me Oh My podcast. This podcast is all about me being on the journey to becoming a healthier me. Topics about mental health, love and relationships, what's popping in today's society, and just everyday struggles will be discussed each week. The journey to a healthier me won't be easy, but each week I plan on unpacking more baggage. So stay tuned. We got some healing to do. This is the Meet Oh My podcast. Peace. What is up, people? Welcome back, okay? Welcome back to the Me and My Podcast. you already know who it is. It's your girl, My Asia, okay? We are back at it again with another episode here. I am happy. I am very much content with the fact that I have continued this podcast for this long. I honestly have never been so committed to something social media-wise, I would say. Not even social media-wise, just socially. Something entertainment-wise for the internet. Um, When I had started my podcast... I was very much, like, not sure how committed I would be to it. I was also very much not sure if I would continue on after, like, two episodes, maybe three. Because it takes dedication to, like, do this every week. Um, Because I got to sit and I got to brainstorm what I want to talk about. I also have to do other things in my life. And then I have to record And, um, I've gotten so much better at recording, honestly, it literally takes me like one try and I'm like good to go to like publish it. Cause before I was like, Oh no, I got to delete that. I can't say this. I can't say that. But I feel like the more episodes I do, the more comfortable I get with speaking. Um, and yeah, this has very much helped my like public speaking. I would say too, because I'm like more open to talking now, even though I'm not face to face with anybody, but I'm just like more open to talking I like get to basically practice with the mic with how I would speak to like people in the day so I think that's good but yeah welcome back everybody I think after episode 15 that is the end of this season and I will take about two weeks off to brainstorm what I want the second season to be about because I want it to be structured around something And uh, I think I want to talk about my life. I think I want to give y'all an episode each week that talks about some type of traumatic event that happened in my life or just something in general in my life. Um, Because when I made this podcast, I had the goal of talking to people about what I went through in my life. And I try to give you all a little piece of something that happened in my life every week. But I don't I honestly don't think I do some, I think I talk about myself, but I don't think I talk about myself enough to where I, I don't know. It's just hard to explain it. But anyway, yeah. So after 15, I do plan on stopping the podcast for about two weeks. So be prepared to not hear from me or, you know, hear any updates from the podcast for two weeks. And then after that, I'll get back at it. Um, I got a lot of shit going on right now as far as my life and work. So if Season two gets prolonged a little bit longer than I do apologize because yeah, I am a part of the U S army and there's nothing I can do, but yeah, let's get into the media minute. So I chose to do, um, some thread I had seen on Twitter of this girl who went into the mall with her boyfriend. She had on some vibra- vibrator. I can't even say vibrator, vibrator panties. And she had on these like gray biker shorts. Very much see through, very much can see everything, but um, she like squirted inside of a store when they were like, you know, he had he was playing with the panties or whatever, like the little controller. Um, it was a lot of like controversy, controversy. I can't speak today, controversy. Yeah, controversial controversy. I don't fucking know, y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, towards the post because. A lot of people was like things just aren't private anymore and like that's just something you should have kept in a bedroom basically. I'm going to give you my opinion on it. I personally feel like if me and my man go go do something spontaneous like get some vibra- vibrator panties and go out in public and like you know be a little bit spontaneous and kinky. I'm not against it. I'm into like the whole spicy the kinky acts like that is something i i honestly like right but to a certain extent things should be private one of those things like wearing vibrator panties out in public to me is not necessarily something that should be that is like mandated to be private i just think there's better ways to not expose that type of act in public if that makes sense like If I'm going to wear vibrator panties and me and my boyfriend gonna go out to a restaurant or something, I'm going to make sure that one, I'm not publicly making it known that I have these vibrator panties on. Two, I'm going to make sure that if I know that I get extra lubricated, that I take all necessary precautions to, you know, not get shit all over people's seats and stuff like that. Like it's just certain things that you just could do to, like, diminish the whole public thing to where, like, everybody knows about it. I don't think that they should have recorded something like this because now they just look terrible. And it's just something that shouldn't have been done. Um, I'm not really sure what the fuck. I just don't understand it. I I just think that they shouldn't have um, posted it and she shouldn't have went out there and like fucking see through clothes because if you know that you're a person who gets extra fucking lubricated and then you like dripping shit all over these public places like you can honestly go to jail for that. You can honestly be put on a registry for that. I've seen people talk about like because you are performing a sexual act in public where kids can be you can get on a registry for that. So there are ways to get around that by just being extra cautious about what you do. And I've seen people do the whole vibrator Panty thing in public, but to an extent to where it wasn't public, if that makes sense. Like they did it for like a little kinky egg and to be spontaneous. And that's cool. I'm with it. I would love to do it. But to a certain extent, certain things are meant to be private, and that's one of those things that like you should try to, as best as possible, make it or keep it private even though you're not in private if that makes sense but yeah I'm not really against it honestly I would love to I honestly have talked me and my boyfriend have talked about it before um I haven't made it like really really clear that I wanted to do it but I'm all in for like buying some vibrator panties and like being spontaneous um I do think that I wouldn't go out to like a mall or something like that and wear them but, like, if we go to, like, a restaurant on, like, our anniversary, say, because our anniversary is in a month, our one-year is in a month, and I wear them, and we do, like, you know, something a little kinky or something like that, I wouldn't be totally against it, but to a certain extent, it's like, alright, babe, like, chill out, because we in front of all these people, and I don't need nobody looking at me crazy, and I probably wouldn't, like, publicly record me coming and posting it on social media, I think that's just ridiculous, but, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Okay, moving on. So, what's done to the, in the dark will always come to the light. This is a true statement, and I believe it. I 100% believe it. Um, So, when I say this, I really mean just trusting that God will reveal what's for you and what isn't for you. Um, It's hard for me to honestly trust this statement only because i am such an anxious person right and i'm such a i want to know right then and there type of person and i think that's a flaw that I should, I, i'm trying to work on um but just learning to just trust that like things reveal themselves in the time as long as you wait and you're patient um i've been in plenty of situations where like i have seen the red flags 100 percent have seen them right but I went home and I like prayed and I'm like, maybe it's my mind basically sabotaging, you know, something good. Because as you continue to encounter such traumatic and like negative relationships and like negative dating experiences with people, you kind of are like programmed. Like your mind gets like programmed to where like you just automatically see shit, right? you just like, is this like like a trauma thing to where like I see things that like I probably am not seeing but like I'm programmed to see it so like I just start to like associate certain things with shit that just isn't really true that type of thing um I personally just I get very very anxious about things because I want to know right then and there and learning to trust in God's timing is heavy for me because of how anxious I am all the time but things will reveal itself in the time that needs to be revealed. It just sucks that sometimes good people get put in situations where they are enduring such negative and like traumatic events for long periods of time to finally be revealed that it wasn't for them. Um, a lot of that goes into the person, too, because a lot of us, um, I am a victim of it and I have done it myself. Stayed in these negative relationships because we like hope that like it'll get better, right? And like, oh my god, it'll get better. I'm praying, and like, we're working on it. And you know, like, we had a good day today, so I think that will be good. Um, and I think that's where a lot of us go wrong because we start to think, like oh yeah, we had one good day, and then the next day, y'all back to the bullshit, y'all back to the arguing, y'all back to you know, you seeing them red flags or you know, you not just being happy in general. Um, Manipulation can also alter how we trust ourselves as well, only because if I want to trust that God is revealing something to me and I want to trust that there is a divine timing for everything. I have to also trust myself and trust that I believe in what I'm saying and um believe in the thoughts that I have, um, because nine times out of ten, a lot of us women know before we think we know. And I've been reading a book. And it also talks about how we unconsciously know things before we consciously know them. And I know for me I always get this feeling, like this gut feeling, right? And I can never really pin my head on it. And I always thought it was like a like a trauma response where like I just I'm programmed to have this feeling now. Because I have this feeling in a lot of situations and I always think that it's because I've had it for so long that I just naturally have it, right? And like I'm deceiving myself, but I've been in, like, manipulative situations where it has altered my trust because now they're questioning me. And, like, it's like, okay, now do I trust myself? Am I believing what I'm saying and my thoughts and my feelings? And um, it sucks that, like, a lot of good people are put in situations like that where they don't even trust themselves anymore. Um, I know for me... I was in like a negative ass experience last year with a boy I was dating. Um, I don't really want to get too much in detail about it because I'll probably expose some shit that, yeah, uh, have people head spinning. But anyway, um, it was just a really negative experience, and after it, for so long, I was trying to hold on to the thought of us, right? And like, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they they like imagine, right? And you have this, like, thought in your head where you're like, what if, like, we could be a family, you know, we could have a child, we could get married, we could have a happy life, right? And you just have this imaginary-ass thought in your head that just constantly plays, and it's like that what if, that what if, that what if. And um little did I know I was being manipulated into doing things and staying with this person all because of, a thought that I had in my head and not even just a thought of what was being fed to me um like I said a lot of people stay in these negative ass situations because of what is being fed to them and their their thoughts and that what if that what if always is the reason why a lot of people stay because they're like okay well what if I stay one more day and then you know he changes and then after that, we'll be we'll be good, we'll be better. And same goes for a female. A man could be dealing with a female who's been cheating on him for a while now and he's like, well, you know, what if I do this better for her? And then, you know, we work out in the end. And I think that's where a lot of people get fucked up because they think about that what if and not that what now because what's happening now is more important than that what if, to be honest. Um, but I say that to say like, manipulation can alter how we trust ourselves and it's hard to trust other people when you can't even trust yourself so um yeah i also think that when we talk about what's done in the dark we also talk about those suppressed emotions i think they have a strong correlation um so suppressed emotions can come out and they could possibly ref- be reflected on positive relationships we have with people um, it's hard for people to understand and believe that because, um, we have a lot of suppressed emotions in ourselves. I know for me, um, I dealt with a lot these last few months, a lot of experiences that I did not expect to experience. And I had so many suppressed emotions built up inside of me. And then one day they just exploded and they came out into the light after being in the dark for so long. Um, I just encourage people to be aware of those Suppressed emotions that you have because you feel them you know that they are there um when you go home and you're by yourself what emotions do you feel I know for me as a healthier tactic I try to come home I do I have a, like a structure where I'll come home I'll clean up I'll clean up whatever I, I have for the day as far as like lunch and stuff I will prepare my lunch for the next day I'll come into my room I'll take off all of my clothes I'll sit and I'll just breathe and I'll think about the emotions that I felt today and how can I better feel them tomorrow and what makes me happy what makes me feel good to where I don't have to come home and be sad about something I felt throughout the day so I know for me working out in the mornings always better help my day I don't know why but I just feel good after a workout because like damn I really just worked out I'm sweating I'm like reaching that goal that I want to reach as far as like losing some weight because i am a little bit chunkier now i'm only like i think i'm like my weight first of all i don't know what the fuck going on with that damn uh scale but it said i'm like 140 now and i was just 135 so something gotta fucking give i think most of it's muscle because it's no way that i'm 140 after just being 135 about two months ago i am not that fat i am not eating that much and i promise you i'm working out so i don't know anyways um I definitely do feel like I have some um, healthier ways to make myself feel better. And that starts in the very beginning of the day. I try to be as productive as possible from the time I wake up out the bed. I have to get up at like five some days. Well, every day, basically, I have to get up at five. Some days I get up at seven and I work out in the afternoon. But um, I definitely wake up with a plan. I definitely wake up doing things that make me happy so that it can better help my emotions as I go throughout the day. So I'm not suppressing anything. I would say I try to wake up and relieve some of those emotions. I try to stretch. I try to eat breakfast. I try to listen to my favorite songs when I get in my car, I try to like do things that make me feel happy so that when I get home, if I am sad about something, if I do have these suppressed emotions, I know where they came from and it would probably be from work or I don't know, my boyfriend getting on my nerves or something I have seen on social media, or talking to my sister—I don't know something. Either way, just find healthier ways to address the suppressed emotions so that they don't really suppress, and you know you don't explode. It's like a, a soda can, you know. Like if you go buy a soda at the store today, and you take it home, and you ain't realize that you in that car swerving and spinning around in circles. When you get in that house, those those that soda bottle is going to explode, and that's your emotions. After just being suppressed and rolling around in fucking circles in the back of the seat of that car. But, um, yeah, that's just an example I had. Uh, I also think that um, what's done in the dark really relates to relationships, too. Uh, being sneaky will always catch up to you in the long run. People don't realize it. I can say that I have done things in the past with, like, my ex-boyfriend, my first boyfriend ever... And it was small things. It wasn't like I was, like, literally, like, out here cheating on him. But at the time, we was young, and Snapchat was a big thing. And he had found some Snapchat messages. I had, a, like, me and some boy who I went to college with because I had just left the cop for college. And it wasn't, like, nothing crazy. I think we had, like, sent, like, a heart emojis or something like that. Something, something like, at the time, it was a lot because we was young. But... Now that, now that we older, we'll probably laugh about it. Um, so we was younger, it was, like, something like that. Where, like, I think I sent, like, I was talking to some boy. I got his Snapchat at college at the bonfire, like, for freshmen that they had. And I think we was texting on Snapchat. Or he sent my story back. I sent his story back or something like that. And some words got exchanged. I think some heart emojis or some heart eyes emojis got exchanged. And, yeah, we basically, like, broke up because of it but needless to say I didn't tell him about me getting a boy's snapchat I did not tell him about our messages but he had my snapchat at the time so he's seen it himself um but I just had to say that a lot of things that I that I did do came out eventually and although I was like thinking it wouldn't and like he wouldn't find out it did come out and he did find out and we ultimately broke up because of it but um just be more I just think everybody in general just just needs to be more conscious about what we do um and the true test of trust is when a person is not around and that's what I mean also when I say was done in the dark because yeah the true test if you want to test somebody's loyalty watch what they do when you're not around them because that's going to tell you everything you need to know about how they value you as a person how they value your relationship um I personally always have this like gut feeling that something's being done I can't really explain it and I hate that I have this feeling all the time um it's not that I don't trust my boyfriend because I do trust him but at times I just always get this feeling like "Mm, something not feeling right to me but that that goes back to what I said about um manipulation because in the past I did deal with some manipulation games where like it was like I wasn't really trusting myself in a situation like this where, like, I always get, like, this gut feeling about something. I'm just like, mm, am I programmed to have this gut feeling now? Or is this, like, something I really should be listening to? I don't... Yeah, I think that's just how that goes. But I also think that good men believe that it is okay to do shitty shit to their spouses or girlfriends because they give them everything. I don't know if that makes sense, but... It's like if a good, man it's like, it's, it's like, it's, why am I stuttering so much? It's like if a man is a man who gives you everything you want, he like takes you to the store, buy you things and like, but like wants you to disregard the other bullshit he does. It's like, oh yeah, I do this for you. So don't worry about me doing that. Or why are you mad that I did this when I give you everything else? And. I don't understand why that's even a logic in a fucking man's head is yeah, because I buy you shit. Don't work. Don't be mad that I did this. Like what just doesn't make sense to me. And that goes for females too. Like, yeah, I can give you everything, but if I'm not making you feel happy in a certain, another aspect, I don't want you to disregard. I want you to tell me that's just my point of view on it. I, I love to be, I love when people express how they feel to me. It's just something about it. That just makes me feel good because then I know that you trust me. You can confide in me and, you are open enough to express your feelings to me But I say that to say I don't like how men Because I have just was talking to somebody about this About how men think that it's okay To basically do shit And want you to disregard it Because they do other shit for you Like just because you buy me a fucking Lamborghini Don't mean I'm gonna disregard the fact That you just got on my fucking nerves yesterday Or did some shit that you shouldn't have done But I'm supposed to be okay with it Because you bought me a Lamborghini today Like no That shit is not healthy and does not make sense at all um i also seen something too about how females and i am i am a victim not a victim i am a person who has done this and like unconsciously did it without even realizing i did it until i seen the post um so it was a girl who had posted something about how men get upset at females and then females get upset that the man is upset and it's actually an unhealthy tactic that females do that don't work that They subconsciously realize that they do it. I know for me, I know, like, why would you not be upset that your spouse is upset? Because it's like, what are you mad for? But I don't do it for, like, a manipulation thing. Because I think most people think that it's for a manipulation game. They're kind of like, oh, yeah, so you're mad. So I'm going to be mad at you so that you stop being mad at me. Like, I don't do it for that reason. But I do get upset if my boyfriend's upset because it's like, why are you mad? I don't do it because I want him to stop being mad so that i don't know it's confusing to explain moral of the story it is unhealthy to be mad at your spouse for being mad at you because then it basically shows that you're not acknowledging their feelings and you're disregarding them which i have done before um it's not that i do it to like on purpose it's just like i get upset because why are you mad at me and then like I get mad because you're mad because what are you mad for? Like, I don't know. It It's kind of hard to explain. It sounds kind of weird when you think about it because, like, I'm mad at you for being mad at me, but why are you mad? Like, the fuck? But sometimes they have valid reasons of being upset. It's just you don't want them to be mad, so then you get mad at them being mad, and then it's a whole circle of mind games. So it is unhealthy. Females, if you do that to your spouse, be consciously aware of it. I am trying to... Be more open to acknowledging my boyfriend's feelings because he has noted a few times that I disregard them sometimes. But I don't really disregard them. I think that I just sometimes object to how he feels because I just, I'm like, why do you feel that way? And I think he takes it as, oh, you're disregarding them because you're questioning them. When, no, I really just want to know why you feel the way you do. But that's really it for this episode, honestly. I am deciding to cut it short because I am tired and I have some... Um, deep cleaning to do in my apartment I have to put up a shoe rack and other shit um, oh well, let me give y'all a story of the day so let me tell y'all how I went to Target yesterday right and I went to go buy some bathroom stuff because I've been trying to like get my bathroom to me you know decorated to how I like it and all that other stuff and I went and I bought the shower caddy right but I bought rugs and I bought towels and I bought all this extra shit that I was bagging up so I skinned this caddy right I put it in my I put it on the side. I never put it in my cart. I scanned it. I put it on the side because I was bagging my rugs and everything. Why the fuck did I leave without the caddy? But y'all, this is the crazy shit. I left without the caddy, right? I got it all the way home, mind you. I went to Kia. I went to a pizza place. I went mad other places after I had left Target. So I didn't realize I didn't have the the item until I got all the way home, which was two hours later. Mind you The Target is 28 minutes away, y'all. I ate because I was starving. I got in the car. I drove 28 minutes to get back to Target. Guess what? I went to the wrong Target. I drove 28 minutes to the wrong Target. So then I put on my GPS to go to the right Target. That one was 20 minutes away from the other one. What the fuck? I was driving around in circles. So then I get to Target. He let me take the Caddy um the guy was like cool go find it you can have it because i know that you left it cool i drove 20 minutes back home y'all 20 minutes back home i get home why the fuck do the caddy not fit my shower head because it's the one you hang over the shower head i'm pissed i'm pissed i'm so fucking pissed because i did all of that driving yesterday Going hard for this fucking caddy for the shit to not fit. You know, what's really annoying to me is I took the tags off the damn caddy already. So now I gotta figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do with it. I gotta pray that they take the caddy back after I had already took the tags off. I'm about to like super glue them shits back together or tape the damn um tag back on it because I don't want the caddy. It doesn't fit my shower head and I'm irritated. So yeah, that's the story of the week because that right there yeah that was some gas money okay because that target was like a good 15 miles away then i had to go another 15 miles away then i still had to drive home now i gotta drive back to target today to try to return it and pray that they take it so yeah that's that's what that is but i am out of here i am going to start my daily sunday journey journey chores and yeah i just want to also be aware that once I hit episode 15 that is the end of the season and I plan on taking a two-week break um I have a lot of things going on with my job right now so if I do not um make an episode after two weeks um once season once episode 15 is published then just know that some things are going on right now that I'm trying to work through but I have been as consistent as possible I do plan on staying as consistent as possible I do want to um, make season 2 more intriguing I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them have episodes that lead into the next episode which makes you want to come back to listen so I think I want to somehow incorporate that into my tactic for season 2 so that I can have you guys like wanting to come back for next the next episode if that makes sense So I've been brainstorming. I haven't really um, thought of really what I wanted to talk about because I want to make it structured. So I'm not like brainstorming every week of what I want to talk about. Um, I kind of want to talk about my life, but my life can get deep. So I don't know if that's something I want to share, but I will, I don't know. I'm going to ask for some ideas on my Instagram and um, y'all give me some ideas for the people who listen Um, I'm out of here though so thank y'all for tuning in like I say every week like like subscribe leave a review please be sure to um follow the podcast on Instagram and stay up with the episodes each week on Instagram at me on my podcast I'm tuning out I thank y'all so much for being here with me and listening to me talk about a whole bunch of nonsense most of the time but I'm out of here so thank y'all for tuning in this is the me on my podcast peace